Coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Cornell. Welcome to The Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been five months since my last episode. Can you believe it? I haven't done an episode of The Home Defense Show since, like, the end of March. It's been terrible, and, you know, people keep emailing me, or they'll talk to me at a class or something, say, Skip, when are you coming back? And I go, well, as soon as I have the time, it takes me like a whole day to do this home defense show. But back by popular demand, I am here. It's been a long time, folks. I am so busy. <laughs> I am so busy. It's just crazy out there. Is, is the world just double batshit crazy? Or, or is it just me? I mean, I, I can't even believe the world that I'm living in right now. Man, you just go all over the place. And, you know, I haven't seen a person's face in like five months. That's probably really great if you're like, you know, a really, really ugly person or, or you have, you know, a burned face, you're disfigured, all of that. But, you know, for normal people, it's like, you know, I just... It drives me nuts when I can't look at somebody's face and get a better idea of what they're thinking, what they're feeling. Are they smiling? Are they frowning? You know, try. That's like a really big part of my, you know, my situational awareness. Uh, I'd like to know what people are feeling when I'm talking to them. And it's like, I have very little clue. <laughs> I, I, I was out buying a car yesterday, right? Or trying to buy a car. Try and buy a car during a pandemic. <laughs> it's just, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'll tell you right up front. I don't like masks. I don't wear masks, okay? But it's really difficult to live in this world right now if you refuse to comply if you resist, if you don't wear a mask. Because there are a lot of people out there who really believe that if you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill them. There are people who are shooting other people who don't wear a mask, and there are people who refuse to wear a mask, and if you try and, try and make them wear a mask, they'll go nuts and start shooting you. There's crazy people on both sides. Stay away from the crazy people. But that's a tangent. You know, I, I'm, uh, I went up to, where was it, CarMax. I had a, uh, an appointment to test drive a car. And so I walk up to the door, and sure enough, you know, I, you can't go in there without a mask. So I called them up, and they said, well, yeah, come on in. And I said, hey, I don't have a mask. And they said, well, hey, no problem. We got lots of masks. And I said, keep them. Um, I want to buy a car from you, but I'm not going to wear a mask. And uh, to the lady's credit, she says, okay, fine, I'll come out there. Curbside service, right? And so I wait out there. It's like 90 degrees on the tarmac. I'm an old man, you know. I'm, I'm dying from old age, you know, every second could be my last. So I'm out there getting roasted. 
finally, you know, this young lady comes out, and of course she's wearing a mask. <laughs> and I couldn't tell what she was thinking. Is she mad? Is she not? I have no idea. Um, but anyways, you know, I went ahead and I, I test drove the, the car, and I got all done with that. But then I noticed on the door up there, and they have this big sign with a long list of things that they're doing to protect me from coronavirus. And one of them says that we are friendly people, but we have replaced handshakes with smiles. And I thought, <laughs> you couldn't prove it by me. <laughs> I never saw you smile. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny as a rubber crutch. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's so many people out there that just love me so much that they'll go to all kinds of lengths to protect me. I mean, they'll wear masks. They won't get within six feet of me. Uh, they use hand sanitizer. They do all these things just to protect me. And, you know, I'm just so grateful. <laughs> I am so grateful that the whole world loves me. Uh, you know, the government loves me. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, you know, the Gretch who stole Christmas, she loves me so much um, that she wants me to be safe. And, you know, I'm driving down the highway, right? And uh, I see these signs that just drive me crazy. It's like, you know, show some respect, wear a mask. I'm thinking, listen, I'm too old for this crap. You know, to me, when you wear a mask, what does it mean? It means you're getting ready to rob me. And uh, it's just everything is backwards. Everything is crazy. And I know some of you out there, you actually buy into all this crap, okay? I understand that. I, I respect your opinion. I just don't agree with you. I just flat out don't. You know, show me some body bags, all right? I want to see body dumps outside the city. I want to see the, the crematoriums, you know, running at, at full press, okay? But nobody's dying. Hardly anybody is dying. Certainly not enough to, uh, you know, justify shutting down our economy, putting people out of business, uh, you know, creating hardships on all kinds of families and individuals. This is Donald Trump's fault. It is. It's all his fault. Why? Because if he wasn't running for re-election, none of this crap would be happening. This is just the latest attempt in their coup, the Democratic coup, to uh, get him out of office. You know, the rabid hatred of Donald Trump it's just crazy. It's crazy as can be. You know, you got to be a strong person psychologically to even survive this, you know, quote unquote pandemic. Because you look around and you see normally sane, rational people doing crazy things. I mean, I have been kicked out of so many businesses. It's just not funny. And I know people on the other side of the aisle say, well, it's your own fault. Just wear the damn mask. No, I ain't going to wear the damn mask. I would rather die of coronavirus than, than wear the mask. Why? Because for me, it's a question of freedom. You don't have the right to make me wear a mask, especially when people aren't dying. It frustrates me. It makes me angry. And you have not heard the last of it. However, this show isn't about coronavirus, <laughs> actually. You know, don't, don't email me or write me and say, hey, get back on topic. Uh, we don't care what you think about that. 
because you know what I'm going to tell you? Hey, don't listen to my show anymore. Just shut the hell up. Get out of my face. This show is what I make of it. This is my show, not yours. If I want to talk about COVID-19, I'll do it. Speaking of COVID-19, if you haven't purchased my two books, The COVID Chronicles, Surviving the Upgrade, and then the second book, The COVID Chronicles, Surviving the Apocalypse, you know, you better hurry up and buy those and read them because I'm over halfway done with the third book. And so, hey, get with the program, get caught up, go to Amazon.com. Boy, you can get it on audiobook, get it on ebook and paperback, you know, whatever. But if you're going to live through this, you know, pandemic, you might as well read a good book about it. But anyways, I digress and I digress unapologetically, okay? So we have got a good show for you today. We, we're, we're going to be speaking with Rick Ector from Rick's Firearms in Detroit. Okay, Rick is a ladies' man, and <laughs> he's a funny ladies' man. Every time I have him on the show, I, you know, I, I die laughing, uh, and I have to resurrect myself. But we're going to be speaking with him in, uh, in the next segment. He's going to talk about how he trained over 1,900 women just recently in the Detroit area how to use firearms. It's like, wow, how do you do that? And he survived to talk about it. So that's incredible. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, while we're away, go to firearmslegal.com slash Midwest Tactical. Check that out. And then also Center Shot Indoor Gun Range, centershotgunrange.com. Check them out. Yes, Virginia, they are still open. They're really nice to veterans, and you can go there and shoot. They've got great prices, great deals, great memberships. All right, the Skip Coryland Home Defense Show. When we come back, we are going to have Rick Ector from Rick's Firearms Academy in Detroit. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Coryell. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. I want to tell you about my book, Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry Book. More and more people across the country are seeing the dangers in society and are deciding to carry concealed to protect themselves and their families. My new book lays it out step by step. It'll teach you how to protect and defend the ones you love. Get the benefit of 19 years of teaching experience and a lifetime of training for this important role in society and in your family. You can get civilian combat real easy. Just go to Amazon.com, search on Skip Coriel Civilian Combat, and it'll pop right up there. Don't put it off any longer. Get Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry Book, by yours truly, Skip Coriel. Would you like to take your tactical and marksmanship training to the next level? If the answer is yes, you need to check out Center Shot Indoor Gun Range, just south of Grand Rapids, conveniently located off US-131. Center Shot is one of the most advanced firing ranges in Michigan. Center Shot firing lanes have nearly 100 customizable shooting programs to make you better no matter what your skill level. Our advanced lanes allow a more immersive training experience to enhance your senses. Controlled lighting and target movement mean that you get the best practice and most fun out of CenterShot Indoor Gun Range. Memberships are available for as low as $150. CenterShot also offers a 10% discount to U.S. military veterans. So, no matter what the weather, hot, cold, or in between, CenterShot Indoor Gun Range is always a perfect 70 degrees. This is where I train every week, and so should you. 
Find out more by going to centershotgunrange.com or call them at 616-371-7468. Stay safe, and I'll see you at Centershot Indoor Gun Range. This is Colonel Danny Gillum. I host Frontlines of Freedom, a weekly syndicated military talk radio show. One of my co-hosts is Skip Coriel, the host of this show. We cover things that impact military and veteran communities, and we do it from the veteran's perspective. The show is broadcast across the nation and is also available as a podcast on our website, frontlinesoffreedom.com. Please join Skip and me weekly on Frontlines of Freedom. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel, and today we have, uh, boy, just the man of the town, the big town, the big city. We're talking Detroit here. We've got Rick Ector from Rick's Firearms Academy and Singles Bar. Rick, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Hey, man, thank you so very much for having me on. It's always a pleasure, man, and it's been way too long. Glad to be here. <laughs> Rick, you, you, that totally went over your head, didn't it? I said Rick's Firearms Academy I, I, and Singles I Bar. It. I heard it, and you know what? And I, and I just roll with it, man. Yeah, and, uh, all right, all right. Some interesting feedback in the comment section. You know, I'll address it there. But being the consummate <clears throat> professional, you never know what's going to come at you. Just go with it. Well, you know, you, last time you were on on the phone, I uh, think just yesterday, I think. You know, we were talking about marriage and you know how I've been married three times and. And how you you learned on the oh, first man. try and all you of that. Are much <laughs> better man. You are a much better man than most. Many, many realize after the first time, if it doesn't take to leave it alone, and then some people say, okay, maybe, you know, it was, it was a one-off kind of thing, you know, uh, and try it again. But no, you went to the altar three times, right? Yes, I did. I went three times. The, the third time was the charm. And Sarah and I have been married for 16 years now. We got three kids together, a 14-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 9-year-old. And they they all uh, love guns and deer hunting and all the stuff that I love. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm just uh, like a like a pig in, in the mud. It's fantastic. Oh, man, God <laughs> bless you, because, you know, when I make a mistake, man, I own it. And you know what? I, I, I've always considered myself fortunate if I can live by this one rule. And this one rule is this. Don't ever make the same mistake twice. Yep. And if you do that, you live long enough, everyone will think you're a genius. Well, actually, I did make the same mistake twice, uh, Rick, uh, but I went back a third time. You know, <laughs> most most kids, you know, most like eight-year-olds, right, they'll, they'll go up to the light socket and – you know, maybe they'll 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 touch it and they'll get shocked. But then they go, "Wow, I'm not going to do that again." I just kept touching it and touching it and, until I figured out that, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. But it took me a while. But Rick, I don't want to get off too much on a tangent. Well, you know what? You you got me off on a tangent. So let me <laughs> let me go down that road. All right, go. One of the most interesting stories that I like to tell in my travels as a firearms instructor is one day I was teaching a class, and I always teach the shooting section one-on-one with my students. Mm -hmm. And during one such one-on-one shooting lesson with one of my CPL class students, I was giving her some instruction as to how to better perform on the target. And every so often, like maybe every five or six seconds, I would hear the gun in the booth next to me discharge. 
and then I would hear a most disturbing sound. For example, y'all would hear, boom, ouch, <laughs> boom, ouch, boom, ouch. And you know what, man, look, when I'm like in the gun booth with a student, I am totally focused on that student and that student's safety because you never know what could happen. You could right. have swivel, yeah. <laughs> you could have hot brass go down someone's shirt. I mean, literally, you have to be ready for anything and have your game face on and not be daydreaming as to whether you left the stove on at home, right? So, mm-hmm. boom, ouch, boom, ouch. And then finally, man, look, curiosity got the better of me. I told my student, look, Take your finger off the trigger, point the gun down range, set the gun down, step away from the booth, and just wait for me to come back. I said, I have to see (laughs) what is happening next to us, right? Mm -hmm. So I go over there, man, and, you know, I had no idea what I was going to see, but it totally blew my mind what I saw. There was this guy shooting a gun. It was a semi-auto, and he had his thumbs crossed behind the slide. No you know, way. The way we tell people not to do it, right? Yeah. And so every time he pulled the trigger, boom, the slide would go back, and, of course, those under edges of the slide would go slice, yeah. slice. And that's where the ouch came in, right? Oh, my God. But, you know, most people, when they do something that causes pain, Unless you're into pain, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. unless you're into pain, usually most people would stop doing it. That's the reason why we have nerve endings in our skin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such that if you step on a rock or, heaven forbid, one of those loose Legos that the kids didn't put away, right, and you stop and you assess and you say, what went wrong, and don't do that again. But not <laughs> this guy, man. It was boom, ouch. Boom, ouch. And I said, sir, excuse me. I said, what's happening is you have your thumbs crossed behind the slide and the under edges of the slide are cutting you twice, once when it goes back and when it goes forward. I said, what you need to do is put your thumbs on the same side of the gun and you will no longer experience pain. Now, this guy is looking like a crime scene. Imagine Blood all over his hands, blood is all over his gun, all over his shirt, his pants, his shoes, all over the the little uh, partition that sticks out in the booth, all over the floor. And he motions over to me. He's like, hey, you want to show me? As if to extend out his arm toward, it was still in the same direction, but extend his gun over to me. Like I was going to, you know, like take it from him and like rub all of that blood yeah, yeah. all in my hands to get his gun. I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, oh. I am the consummate professional in the booth, but handling and partaking in someone's blood is not in my job description, man. Oh, and, well, uh, I, everyone and, has their limits. And- <laughs> <laughs> that we, is where I draw the limit, man. I am right. a committed <laughs> firearms trainer, and I do everything I can for my students, but I do not partake in sampling their blood. No, I do not. I don't blame nope. you. 
Folks, we are speaking with uh, Rick Ector, the owner and the master instructor at Rick's Firearms Academy in Detroit. Rick, you know, you, uh, <laughs> you're fantastic. Look, you've done this as long as I have, if not longer, man. You know, <laughs> given enough time, you will see everything, man. Yep, yep, you got it. Now, Rick, you've done uh, some, some great things. Uh, just recently, you did something incredible that I don't think anyone's ever done before. And it was a really, really good thing. Rick, what exactly did you do over there in Detroit? I recently conducted my ninth annual free firearm shooting event for women. This is an event that I put together nine years ago after witnessing a very distressing news story about a woman in the city of Detroit whose body was found, discarded after she had been sexually abused and killed just laying in the street like this, she was trash, right? So I decided to do something about it. And that year, I gave 50 women a free shooting lesson. I was shooting for a couple hundred, mm -hmm. but the only 50 women answered my curtain call, well, answered my call for people to partake in this class. And uh, I kept going, man. And uh, in subsequent years, we saw 100 trained, 200, 300, 400, and on and on. And last year, we trained 814, which was then my uh, all-time previous single-day high-water month. Mm -hmm. So this past weekend, man, on the weekend of August 15th and 16th, I had a two-day event, which is the new wrinkle this year. But on the 15th, over at the recoil range in Taylor, I set my single day record for the number of women that received the shooting lesson. On that very first day, on that Saturday, August 15th, me and my uh, volunteers and supporters, we gave 1,200 women a rain safety briefing and a shooting lesson. 1,200 in one day. That's and incredible. Then, we followed it up on the very next day, Sunday, August 16th, over at the Top Gun Range, also in Taylor. We trained 738, which brought our total for two days, three shooting lessons for women. We trained 1,938 women. <laughs> Rick, that's incredible. I remember last year when you, when you did this, you know, you were... You wanted to get a thousand, and you fell just a little short that of that. Was my, that was my goal, a thousand, man. Yeah. I was going for a thousand. Next year, but your you goal know, is going to be two thousand, isn't it? Well, two thousand, man. Uh, Nineteen thirty-eight. I mean, that's not. Yeah. That's not really pushing <laughs> the bar, though. I mean, I could coast to two thousand with what I know now, but uh, you know, you you just keep plodding forward, man, and. Uh, you know, you'll have those moments where it doesn't seem like you're moving the bar pretty far, and then you'll have a breakthrough. And I think the breakthrough this year, not only is it just consistency, which I think is the mother to all success, man, but I think, too, just some of the external things that we have going on in the world had a contributory effect. You know, yeah, yeah, you know the sure. things that we're seeing with the unrest in, in our cities, you know, people still coping with how we're going to deal with this coronavirus, you know, masks and not wearing masks and sending kids to school or training them at home. You know, some of the uh, other issues we're talking about is the specter of crime, you know, what, what what's going on with the economy. And, of course, 
the thing that always affects gun sales and interest in guns and training, we have a presidential election yeah. in just a matter of days, man. So I think all of these factors together created the perfect storm or perfect set of simultaneous circumstances in which there has been an all-time interest in free training, let alone free training from yours truly at a gun range over two days, man. It was a, it was a truly a feat. It was a great uh, thing to do for the community and for women. And I'll tell you, if training, you know, 814 women was a thrill last year, Training 1,938 over two days. Well, I mean, it, 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 it just, there is no comparison, man. Right. I am sky yeah. Well, and Rick, obviously, I mean, you're an incredible guy. As incredible as you are, there's no way you could have done this by yourself. Well, you know, of course are, not. Of are, course not. Of course not. No way. And I, and if I gave anyone the impression that I just rolled into a gun range all by <laughs> myself. And, you know, I could train 1,938 women by myself, but it wouldn't be done in two days, man. It would, <laughs> it would take quite a few days, right? Yeah, it would. I mean, <laughs> weeks, months, who knows how long. But, yeah, with the support that I've uh, garnered from fellow gun rights advocates and firearms trainers over the years of uh, the, the connections I've made, people who love what this program is all about, who come back every year, some who come in and, you know, take a year off and come back, you know, and then those who come for the very first time because they just heard about it and they want to make a contribution, man. But mm -hmm. all of those people who come together to participate, the fellow trainers and range safety officers, yeah, I couldn't have done it without them. I could not have done it without my sponsors. And I had sponsors that uh, donated the guns, sponsors that donated the reins, sponsors who donated eyeglasses, you know, the shooting glasses, sponsors who donated, you know, the targets that we shoot, uh, sponsors who donated the ammo. Man, we shot a ton of ammunition, right? Yeah. You take 1,938 and multiply it by 20, right? It's a big number of nine millimeter yeah. rounds of ammunition That's that we sent down range. It's Rick, a wonder that the floor didn't catch fire, man. Yeah, Rick, how, how did you get all that ammunition? You know, who are some of your sponsors? I give them some credit here. Man, the ammunition, it, you know what? There is one person who uh, stands out. And that's, you know, uh, Phoenix Ammo. You guys familiar with Phoenix? Oh, no, not, no. And, and, it, and it's spelled F-E-N-I-X Ammo. Okay. Uh, a big supporter of ours, man. They donated 10,000 rounds. Wow. And they're a uh, uh, OEM manufactured ammo, and they mm -hmm. also satisfied the 10,000-round order for Michigan gun owners who then took that uh, 10,000 rounds and donated it to me, so... Between the two of those guys, MGO, Michigan Gun Owners, and Phoenix Ammo, that's 20,000 rounds right there. Wow. And so, you know, I had a little stash of ammo, and then I have uh, some loyal, you know, supporters of the program who donated ammo. And, you know, the other thing, man, some people just realize that they want to support the program, and they don't know how, so they do the next best thing other than being there. What's the next best thing someone can do to support you 
other than physically being there. Oh, they can donate ammo. They could uh, uh, help you spread the word. Okay, spreading the word is good. Yeah. But they can also donate money, man. Oh, like, send yeah. Send me some money. Right? And I got quite a few donations, man, and that helped shore up, you know, the balance of the ammunition and other things that I needed, man. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I've, that I've come to realize, that if you're really doing some good work out in the gun community and you need some help and support, you know, don't be afraid and bash with the ask for it, man, you know, and uh, don't look at it like you're begging because you're destitute. Look at it as you're doing a great community service project that these people believe in and that they're willing to support you by any means that they can. And if they can contribute their talent, their training and their skill, they're on site at the gun range. Beautiful. If they can donate ammo, great. You know, if they want to drop some pizzas off to feed people, man, that's great too. If they want to donate eye protection, you know, that's great. If they want to donate targets, that's great. You know, no contribution is too small, and it all counts, and it's all appreciated. Well, Rick, this is a huge, a huge undertaking. Uh, when are you going to start planning for next year? Well, that's the thing. I am now reevaluating everything, man. And you know what? I have so many things to overcome this year. You know, just the whole trying to do the rain, do the, uh, the project when we normally do it, you know, it was slated for May. You know, I always, at least for the last four years, have done this program the first Sunday after Mother's Day. And because of the whole state shut down by the governor, you know, that was a non-starter, and I had to postpone this event. And the next opening that happened was when she started, you know, loosening things up. And then I said, okay, let's set our date for the weekend of the 15th and the 16th. And, of course, you know, after we had been open for a few weeks, then she came back and tightened things up. But <laughs> you know what, man, by that time, I've already had commitment from volunteers and sponsors who were coming in from out of town. I was like, look, we're still going to do this program anyway. And if she is so emboldened to come and shut this thing down, then fine. That's what she's going to have to do. And, you yeah. know, I was halfway expecting her to do it, but uh, it didn't happen. And I guess as I think about it, her best move, I think, when you in retrospect, was to just ignore me and pretend like it wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, you know, especially if she wants the, the women's vote next time around. And she had an opportunity to, to upset about, you know, 1,900 women if she'd shut you down. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, so, he, you know, the politics of it all and the optics of it all probably had a lot to do oh, yeah. with me not having a business by the state troopers. You wow. know, but uh, I did have well, some cops come by, but they came by because uh, this pizza joint next door to one of the ranges was calling to complain about all of the women, you know, taking up all these parking spots. <laughs> oh, and then God. the cops thought that they were so petty and the cops were like, hey, are, you know, uh, are, are, are these women like coming down to your pizza shop, patronizing your business and buying and eating pizza? And yeah. Like, well, yeah. And the cops were like, duh. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> and, and so the cops were like thoroughly, thoroughly annoyed, you know, by the call. And then they came over to tell us about the complaint that was registered. And they were like, you know what, man, the next time you guys do this event, call us beforehand in advance. And we'll just put up barricades and stuff and, you know, just 
Oh, that's so nice of them. Getting the crowd that you wanted. So I thought that that was really cool. With the box. So, yeah. That's that's fantastic. Rick, you did a great thing. You're doing the Lord's work. You're helping everything out. You know, here at the Home Defense Show, we are absolutely in love with uh, Governor Whitmer. Uh, we refer to her affectionately. We refer to her as the... <laughs> now, Rick. You have to work on your sarcasm, man, because it came across as, like, sincere. We call wow. her the, the Gretch who stole Christmas. But anyways, uh, <laughs> hey, before... We're about out of time, but before you go, you're going to be at the Second Amendment March next month, aren't you? Absolutely, man. And you know what? I, I've been asking around early, man, because, you know, sometimes when I get busy with a lot of my projects, folks think I'm not, you know, interested. But I put the bug in a lot of people's ears that I wanted to be a, a big part of it and, and make some room for me on the agenda. I may even be the opening act, you know, before everyone gets <laughs> You know, the guy that walks the thing up, I might be the last guy that's somewhere in the middle. All I know is that I am somewhere on the agenda, and I'll have however long to talk to and address the crowd and see my fellow gun rights advocates and and, uh, patronizers and people who are hold the Second Amendment in high regard, man. And it always is is a great experience. Always glad to be there. Always glad to see folks like Skip Coriel, <laughs> glad to see everybody, man. And it's oh, going to be a great time. It, it's kind of like a reunion, isn't it? You know, at least once a it year, we, we get together and we have this huge party at the state capitol, and everybody brings their, their favorite gun and shows it off. And it's like, geez, like 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 people <laughs> with, with guns. <laughs> Right. And uh, it's going to be a great time. September 17th, go to 2amarch.com, 2amarch.com. You can check that out. Come and see Rick Ector there. He'll be there, and uh, I'll be there. And, hey, we'll just uh, – we're, we're going to be the two guys that are laughing the hardest. So you guys just and show you up. You know, always. <laughs> always. It's going to be a great time, man. And I can't wait to get there, wait to see you and all the other gun rights advocates and, and supporters from all over the state, man, from the Youpers to us trolls down low, man. <laughs> well, Rick, before you go, tell uh, the listeners how they can find out more about uh, you and Rick's Firearms Academy. Man, I'm all over the place. Uh, if it's not YouTube, my channel is uh, youtube.com, Detroit CCW. I have a blog, Legally Armed in Detroit. Uh, my uh, Rick's Firearm Academy in Detroit. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. If folks out there want to contribute and financially support us, I'm info at DetroitCCW.com or on Cash App at Dollar Sign Rick Ector. Support, awesome. send some cash, and I'll train some women with it. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, Rick. You know, I think it's easier just to have the one woman, so I'm just going to stay here with, with the one woman. I'll, I'll train my wife, but... You are doing fantastic. <laughs> You're doing great, Rick. You know, what? you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? What's even that? firearms instructors that I know, even though they are credentialed and experienced trainers, they most of them, you seem to be the exception, most of them would prefer to bring their significant other, girlfriend, woman, or wife to me and let me train them <laughs> rather than have to go through that whole you know, I'm your husband. You know, I yeah. know what you're really like. You know, you're you know, right. How can you instruct me? And they don't really give 
the husband the same uh, attention that they would from a complete stranger. So, you are yeah. so I just right. Want you to know, yeah. I'm, there, I'm there for you if you need me, man. <laughs> okay, Rick. I'll remember that, okay? <laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> hey, I always laugh when I'm with you, but it's tears of joy. Uh, All right, folks. Rick, thank you very, very much for being on the Home Defense Show today. And thank you for having me, and I'll see you up in Lansing very soon. You got it. All right, folks, this is Skip Coriolan, Home Defense Show. We're going to take a little break here while we're away. Go ahead and check out our sponsors, Center Shot Gun Range. Go to centershotgunrange.com to check them out. And then Firearms Legal Protection. Go to firearmslegal.com slash Midwest. Check them out. We will be back in a couple of minutes for the wrap-up. This is Skip Coriel and Home Defense Show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome to my dad's Home Defense Radio Show. You're going to love it. Hey, folks. I want to tell you about my book, Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry Book. More and more people across the country are seeing the dangers in society and are deciding to carry concealed to protect themselves and their families. My new book lays it out step by step. It'll teach you how to protect and defend the ones you love. Get the benefit of 19 years of teaching experience and a lifetime of training for this important role in society and in your family. You can get Civilian Combat real easy. Just go to Amazon.com, search on Skip Coriel Civilian Combat, and it'll pop right up there. Don't put it off any longer. Get Civilian Combat, the concealed carry book by yours truly, Skip Coriel. Skip, it's time for our Armed America Report. What do you have? All of us here at Frontlines of Freedom want our listeners to get trained and get armed in that order. We fully support the right to keep and bear arms for all law-abiding families, and we encourage you to find out about the laws governing use of deadly force in your state and follow them to the letter. And of course, don't forget to follow the rules of safety and common sense whenever you're carrying a firearm to protect the ones you love. What's the story this week, Colonel? A motorsport store owner was finishing a late-night dinner with his girlfriend in the parking lot on April 22nd when two men reportedly came up to his vehicle and started shooting. The businessman and his girlfriend took cover as he returned fire and subsequently ended one thug's criminal ways, fatally shooting him. The other man fled but was later arrested to face charges of conspiracy to commit robbery, an attempted robbery, and assault with a deadly weapon. While the store owner and his girlfriend were not struck in the attack, news accounts said that the deceased armed attacker had been hit multiple times. According to reports, the owner was trained in firearms protection and had a valid permit to carry concealed. The Clark County District Attorney ruled that the shooting was a clear case of self-defense. Thanks, Colonel. The average gunfight, according to the FBI crime stats, for decades has been three shots fired at a distance of three yards over a time span of three seconds. It sounds to me like this gunfight was anything but average. This particular event occurred in a parking lot, which is not unusual. You should never hang around parking lots if you have a better option simply because these are transitional spaces where violent crime routinely occurs. This gunfight occurred in and around cars, so there are several tips you should be aware of just in case this ever happens to you. First, it is perfectly acceptable and realistic for you to have to shoot through the glass of your car windows. You have two types of glass in your car. The side windows are made of tempered glass and will shatter into thousands of tiny pieces when struck by a bullet. Be very careful when shooting through this glass and make sure your eyes are protected. Windshields are made of two curved layers of glass separated by plastic sheeting. When a bullet passes through it, it doesn't shatter but remains in place. 
The bullet can be deflected by the slanted windshield, but the amount is small and shouldn't deter you from shooting through the windshield. Second, if at all possible, you should get out of the passenger compartment of your car as quickly as possible. In most gunfights, those who move and shoot have a higher survival rate. Don't just sit there and let someone shoot into your vehicle while you're inside. Return accurate fire as you exit the vehicle and take up cover behind the engine block as soon as possible. The engine block is the only reliable source of cover on a vehicle. Contrary to what you see in Hollywood movies, car doors will not stop bullets. They're just two layers of sheet metal separated by air. Also be aware that bullets tend to follow the path of least resistance and can bounce off the hood or roof of your car and continue to travel toward you. So, the bottom line is this. Get out of the car and get behind the engine block. Of course, if the engine is already running and in drive, then simply hunker down in the seat and tromp on the gas pedal. Whenever possible, get out of harm's way and avoid the gunfight altogether. This armed citizen did a great job. He exercised bravery and superior marksmanship by scoring multiple hits under pressure. Frontlines of Freedom salutes his performance. Thank you, Skip. Would you like to take your tactical and marksmanship training to the next level? If the answer is yes, you need to check out Center Shot Indoor Gun Range just south of Grand Rapids, conveniently located off US-131. Center Shot is one of the most advanced firing ranges in Michigan. Center Shot firing lanes have nearly 100 customizable shooting programs to make you better no matter what your skill level. Our advanced lanes allow a more immersive training experience to enhance your senses. Controlled lighting and target movement mean that you get the best practice and most fun out of CenterShot Indoor Gun Range. Memberships are available for as low as $150. CenterShot also offers a 10% discount to U.S. military veterans. So, no matter what the weather, hot, cold, or in between, CenterShot Indoor Gun Range is always a perfect 70 degrees. This is where I train every week, and so should you. Find out more by going to centershotgunrange.com or call them at 616-371-7468. Stay safe, and I'll see you at Centershot Indoor Gun Range. This is Phoenix Cordial on the Home Defense Show. Always use guns safely and wisely. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. Rick Ector, <laughs> that guy, what can I say? He's just so funny, so knowledgeable, dedicated, very, very dedicated over there in Detroit. Check out Rick's Firearms Academy, Detroit CCW. Uh, just awesome, awesome job that he does over there. And we'll be seeing him again at the Second Amendment March, September 17, in Lansing at the state capitol. Now... I have a special guest here. He's sitting on my lap right now. This is my, uh, my, my wonder boy. This is uh, Phoenix Coriel. Phoenix, say hello to the audience today. Hello. <laughs> That's Phoenix. Phoenix, you are an incredible shot with a pistol, are you not? I don't know. You are. You are a really good shot. And you are getting ready to deer hunt this year, aren't you? Yes. What kind of gun are you going to use to shoot your first deer this year? I don't know. You don't? <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to use one of Dad's rifles. It's called a 350 Legend. And you shot it before, and I know you're going to just have an awesome time 
uh, deer hunting with your dear old dad today. Are you excited about deer hunting? Yes. <laughs> okay. You are a man of many, many words. Um, we want to get, I want you to talk here for a second. Tell me what you have been doing today. So today, um, a Tuesday? Well, it doesn't matter. Just okay. tell them what you've been doing today. So today we are having company tomorrow. And so really all day I've just been preparing for that. Preparing for, yeah, you've got some relatives coming. Uh, you're going to have a great time. And we're getting ready to go swimming right now. You love to swim, don't you? Yes. All right. All right. Phoenix, tell everyone at the Home Defense Show to stay safe and have a good day. Stay safe and have a good day. All right. Go get ready. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. That is uh, my youngest son, Phoenix Coriel. He is 10 years old. Man, that kid loves to shoot. But now, enough for the cuteness. I want a, a little bit of serious stuff here. I want to talk about the silent majority. Because the vast majority of our society, they're silent. The far left, they're, they're just noisy as, as two cats, you know, screaming in a back alley. But us conservatives, we're quiet. It's like we, we don't want to be bothered. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to get in the way. We just want to go through our meager existence without being noticed. And, and you know, I understand why you want to do that. I, I want to do it myself. You know what I want to do? Uh, I, I want to go through my life. I, I want to write books. I want to sit on the edge of a creek, uh, maybe do some fishing, write some books. But... I don't want to talk about controversial things. I don't want to be politically incorrect. I really don't. I mean, maybe there's a, a part of me that's rowdy and revolutionary and wild. But if I had my druthers, I'd be like the rest of you. But here's the thing, folks. A silent majority, how would my grandpa say it? He, 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 would, he was so eloquent. He would say, uh, not real sophisticated, but he was eloquent. My grandpa would say, you know what? To end, about anything that's worthless. He said, you know what? That's about as worthless as tits on a boar hog. You people who won't speak up, who won't defend your freedoms, who won't say anything because you're afraid of what other people say to you, you're worthless as tits on a boar hog. Because the world is full of silent majorities. Go to Russia, the former Soviet Union. Go to China, communist China. You know, Iran. It's filled with silent majorities. You know, almost the entire culture, all the population of those countries, they disagree with the government. But they've been silent for so long that it's got to the point where if they speak out, off with your head. Stick you in a dungeon. Put, you know, send you over to a gulag. Or just shoot you in the head outright. That's, the way, that's what happens when countries, when populations, when societies, when cultures are silent for decades after decades after decades. You know, uh, freedom is a muscle. You don't exercise it, it gets weak. And then you lose it. The Second Amendment march. There's no excuse for you not to be there. You know, every year people say, oh, but you have it on a weekday and I have to work. You know what? If, if opening day of deer season... The 15th, November 15th, that was on a weekday. You know where you'd be? You'd be in the woods. 
You'd take the day off. You'd plan for it. All of you, don't be worthless. Don't be tits on a boar hog. You take the day off. You get there. Last year, we had 1,200 people. This year, I want 2,000 people. And I want all of you to have guns. We're going to go there. The governor's not going to like it. We don't care. We've been shut down long enough. We've been shut up long enough. We need to keep the right to keep and bear arms. And if you don't do that, you're going to lose it. If you don't come, then we look weak, don't we? So take the day off. Don't be worthless as tits on a boar hog. And you know what? I'm offending some of you. You're so offended. You're so aghast. I can't believe you said that. Oh, shut the hell up. Just take the, take the day off and go there. All right? It's the right thing to do. If you don't do it, what's going to happen uh, to your freedom? What's going to happen to your kids' freedom? You need to do the right thing. We got some good guests there. We got John Korea from Active Self-Protection. We, we got Bradley Dean from Sons of Liberty Radio. We've got a lot of good people that are showing up there. You need to show up. You need to give your support. Don't be the silent majority. We want to be the vocal majority because no one listens to silence. All right. Hey, I got to take my kids uh, swimming now. But I will be back next week. I'm committed to that. And uh, I think we're going to try and get Bradley Dean on from Sons of Liberty Radio so you can you know, get an introduction to this guy uh, before the September 17th Second Amendment march in, uh, in Lansing State Capitol. So I'm going to take off now. But before I go, check out SecondAmendmentMarch.com, SecondAmendmentMarch.com or, or 2AMarch.com and see what that's all about. And go ahead and click and say, yeah, I'm going to be there. And, and donate, too, because it costs money to bring these people from out of town into our march. All right, folks, that's all I got. Don't be silent. Until next week, remember, your purpose in life is to find something greater than yourself and serve it. Always remember, God, family, country, in that order. It's important how you live, but it's equally important how you die. Your family and the ones you love need your protection, so train, always train, stay alert, stay alive. Until next week on the Home Defense Show, this is your host, Skip Coriel. God bless you. God bless your family, and God bless America. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best in home defense. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.